The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate... And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And I will tell you, I had a really good experience over the weekend. I went down to the coast. I went, uh, I did some fishing. I hung out with a bunch of really cool people. A good friend of mine introduced me to another guy who I think is going to become a good friend. And this guy is deep into fishing too. He loves it. As a matter of fact, he owns he owns a business that has to do with taking people out fishing and things like that. And the more I got to know this guy, the more I started to realize that this guy was was a pretty cool dude. He was a fun guy to hang out with. He he had lots of lots of silly stories to share. And here's what I found out about this guy that I didn't know going into this conversation. This guy is a high income wage earner. Now, he didn't just come right out and say, oh, I make $600,000 a year. I had to kind of pull it out of him. But here's the point. This guy's working in oil and gas. He's making 600K a year and he's got a huge tax problem. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the high income earners tax problem. And then we're going to kind of talk about what he's doing to solve that. And I'm going to give you my recommendations as to what I think he should be doing to solve that tax problem, because he's not doing things in the correct order. Now, in fairness, in total fairness to this guy, he remember, he works in the oil and gas industry. So where do you think he's getting most of his his advice from? He's probably getting his advice from his fellow high income earners in oil and gas, right? Now these guys are all in the same boat. They're paying a lot in taxes. Let me let me break down the taxes for you. I, I think you really need to understand this. So again, the annual salary is $600,000. Now, I don't know if he's lying to me or not. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I don't know that's his actual salary, but I do know that people that work in oil and gas tend to make a lot of money. And then when I found out what he does for oil and gas, it is very, very specialized. So that would, in my mind, trigger the fact that, yeah, he's probably not lying to me. He's probably earning what he says he's earning. So let's start with $600,000 of income. Now, the federal government is generous. They are generous. They give everybody an exemption on their taxes. They do. They exempt a certain amount of your income and they say, you know what? During this, this amount, you don't have to pay any taxes. You don't pay any taxes on this actual amount. So, so how much does he get exempted? How much does the federal government set aside and say, we won't charge you taxes on this? $13,850. Yeah, $13,850. So his taxable income is only $586,150. Yeah, so that's that's not a huge tax break, is it? It's not a huge tax break. And, and trust me, when the when the tax rules changed a couple of years ago, back when Trump was the president, yeah, this is one of those guys that probably wound up paying a little bit more in taxes because the tax rules changed. It didn't necessarily benefit high income earners, although you would you would think based on all the things that you read on the internet, all the stuff you hear on TV, all the stuff you hear on the radio, you would think that, you know, he he got 
like a major tax savings. And he didn't. I talked to him about it. He said, no, no, the taxes went up. Trust me. So for, for guys that make a lot of money, the taxes actually went up a little bit. So let me, let me get into his actual tax liability as a citizen of the United States of America. He is eligible to pay federal income taxes. It is the law. If you earn income, you pay taxes on that income to the federal government. Can't change it. It's national law. If you don't like it, leave the country. Go to some socialistic state where you'll pay even more taxes. Yeah, try living in Europe. Yeah, it's expensive to live in Europe. Why is it expensive to live in Europe? Because they have a different style of economy that we do, and the government pays for a lot of everything, and therefore they figure you don't need much money for anything else because they're already covering everything, so you're paying like crazy taxes over there. Almost as crazy as this guy's paying here. So how much, how much is the tax liability for him? Well, it factors in at 29.53%. Let's just call it 30%. Or a smooth $177,207.50. That would be his federal tax liability. Now, I'm not making any of this stuff up. I'm getting all this stuff from a, a website called us.icalculator.com. What they do at this site is they give you an opportunity to plug your salary in. You can plug what state you live in, and it will give you a breakdown of all of your state and federal taxes. Yeah, so that's where I'm getting this information from. I, I didn't go to my, my news friend and say, hey, would, would you break out your 1040s because I want to review your 1040s. I want to see what you're doing for tax liability. That's that's not how it happened. I just took the basic information he gave me, and I plugged it into this this calculator, and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm shocked. Here's the neat thing. The, the good thing, there is a silver lining in all of this. He is a resident of the state of Texas. He is a Texan. Yeah. As a Texan, he doesn't pay any state income tax. Texas does not charge its citizens on income tax. Now, there, there are other taxes the citizens pay, like property tax and things like that, sales tax, blah, blah, blah. But there is no state income tax. Now, ironically, when I, when I jumped into this calculator, I said, you know what? What if he came from the great state of California? What would his tax liability be if he were a Californian doing this job? And ironically, the state of California would charge him an additional $56,375.62 for California state income tax. And that works out to be a 9.4% tax rate. Now, we haven't even talked about his Social Security and his Medicare obligations. Everybody has to pay Social Security and Medicare. Now, the, the interesting thing is because he's not self-employed, he only has to pay one half of Social Security and one half of Medicare. His employer pays the other half. So you might be curious, what, what is the Social Security payment that he's obligated to make? It's 9,909. I can't even say it correctly. It's such a big number. It's $9,932. Yeah, it works out to be 1.66%. And then his Medicare tax is 8700 bucks. Yeah, so between the two, he's paying about 3%. About 3% of his income goes to Social Security and Medicare. Now, he also is the beneficiary of something called an additional Medicare tax. Because he makes more money than everybody else, he gets taxed a little bit more because our friends in Washington felt that this was the right way to treat him. So he pays an additional $3,600 in Medicare tax. It works out to be another six-tenths of a percent. 
So what does he actually walk away with? He walks away with $338,000 and change. $338,000 and change. Now, some of you out there are going, dude, he's got plenty of money. He shouldn't be whining. He shouldn't be complaining. Yeah, until you sit down and you figure out he's paying almost 44% of his income in taxes. Yeah, let that sink in. 44% of his income, he doesn't even see. He never sees it. It comes out of his check before he even gets the check. He's living off of like 56% of what he makes. I know, I know. He makes 600 grand. I get it. But think about the tax liability. Think about if you were in that situation. What would you want to do? You would want to reduce your tax liability, right? I mean, I've told you on the show that my tax liability is under 6%. And ironically, my tax liability is not as low as it could be. It's not. One of the reasons that my tax liability is as high as it is, is because some of my sources of income have to be treated exactly the way this guy's income is treated, like it's earned income. See, earned income is taxed differently than passive income that comes from real estate. Passive income. Passive income is also sheltered I'll use the word sheltered by the depreciation that the asset puts off. And as a result of that, you can become a real estate professional. You could go out and buy yourself a couple of apartment buildings. You could become a real estate professional. And because you have that real estate professional designation, you could eliminate your tax liability. I know members of Lifestyles Unlimited that have done that. I know members of Lifestyles Unlimited that have gone out and they're not even, they don't even own the actual asset. In other words, they're not the syndicator in the deal. They just go in as a partner. They go in as what we call a passive investor. They invest passively with other Lifestyles Unlimited members, which is great if you're a Lifestyles Unlimited syndicator, also called a lead investor in Lifestyles Unlimited, because it gives you access to even more capital that you can use so that you can leverage your asset even more more effectively and make everybody a lot of money. But that's not what this gentleman is doing. And I'm not here to poke fingers at him. I am not here to bump him in the chest. I am not here to tell him that he's doing anything wrong. He recognizes that he has a tax problem. He knows that he pays a lot of taxes. He knows that even though he's a Texan and he doesn't pay California taxes, he pays a significant amount of his income. Almost 29% of his income goes just to federal taxes. Not, and that doesn't include Social Security and Medicare. Now you think about your living expenses. You think about your income stream. Are you paying that kind of tax rate? If you are, you've got a problem too. Even if you're not paying that type of tax rate, you could pay a much lower tax rate. I've already, I've already told you about the fact that mine is low, and I was telling you, I don't even know if I told you this on, on today's show, but I'm going to tell it to you right now. I know members of Lifestyles Unlimited that pay an effective tax rate that's even lower than mine. So what's mine? Mine is less than 6%. Yeah, and the reason it's less than 6% is because some of my income is treated the same way as my new friend's income is treated, as ordinary income. See, ordinary income is taxed differently by the United States government and the states than passive income is taxed. So you want to develop assets that will pay you income 
passively. In other words, income that comes in whether or not you're working for it. Yeah, does that make sense? That should make sense to you. So, so what did my friend do? Well, he went out, and like most people that get advised by people at that income level rate, I mean, let's, let's, let's call it what it is. He may be an expert at what he does for oil and gas, but he is not an expert on protecting his income streams. And he is not an expert on protecting his wealth. He is not an expert on developing wealth. What he is doing right now is he is consuming income that comes in and he is paying a lot in taxes. He bought a business and he bought the business specifically because he knows he has a tax problem and he's trying to shelter that tax problem. But here's here's the difference between the business he bought and the business I would like to see him buy. The business that he bought buys assets. Now, if he bought a real estate investment business, so to speak, he would be buying assets too, the physical buildings, right? Okay, well, he bought a business that buys assets. I'm not going to tell you what the assets are because some of you guys could put two and two together and know exactly what I'm talking about. And I don't want to give his secret away. The point I'm trying to make, the assets that he buys go down in value. The assets that I buy go up in value. That's a big difference. It's a, it's a game changer. When we come back from the break, I'll tell you why. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. There is a dream killer here somewhere today. You're going to run into somebody that's going to tell you this stuff doesn't work. Like Vinette said, it's a scam. This is probably a multi-level marketing program. Somebody is going to tell you it doesn't work because you're the wrong race, the wrong age, the wrong sex, the wrong sexual preference, the something or other. And this is all set up so rich people can be successful and all you poor people can't. And if you believe that, they've won. But if you don't, you win. Don't believe the dream killers, start winning today with a Lifestyles Unlimited free workshop. Get the knowledge you need to replace your income in two to five years, and then find out how to take action. Register for the free online workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And we're doing so today by talking about one of my newest friends. This is a gentleman that works in oil and gas. He is a high net worth individual. In other words, he makes a lot of money. But here's his problem. Even though he makes a lot of money, he pays a lot of money in taxes. His tax liability rate is huge. I mean, he's literally paying a third of what he makes back in taxes. Now, some of you are thinking, oh, that's not that big of a deal. If he's making 600 grand, he's still keeping what, like 400K? Well, it's not really that much because there's actually some additional taxes that he pays through Social Security and Medicare and things like that. But my point is, why would you go out and do something that earns you $600,000 a year when there's another way 
to go out and earn $600,000 that you can avoid paying taxes with. So here's the point I want to make to you. He recognizes he has that tax problem. He went out and he bought a business to help shelter that tax problem. So in other words, he recognizes that he can reduce his tax liability and he's taking advice probably from other high net worth individuals that probably do the same thing that he does, trading time for money. And, you know, they've read some books and, and they, they talk around the water cooler and they go, oh, we got to go, go buy a business. So sometimes what these guys will do is they'll go out and they'll buy a business that has something to do with something they enjoy doing. Does that make sense? So let, let's say let's say you enjoyed gardening. So maybe you would go out and buy a business that invests in buying plants. And then that, that business would become, what do they call those things? A nursery. So he, he could go out and buy a business that would be a nursery, and he would be in the business of buying plants, probably at wholesale pricing, and then turning around and selling those plants at retail pricing, right? So, I mean, technically, he's buying an asset. Now, what, what would a plant be? Would a, would a plant be something that is a depreciating asset? Or would it be something that is an appreciating asset? Well, I guess it depends on whether it lives, right? I mean, if you buy a plant and you plant it and it grows, then I guess it appreciates in, in value to you, not necessarily monetarily. But at the end of the day, we're not talking about that actual plant. We're talking about that business of buying and reselling plants. Now, that's not what he does. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to give you an understanding of what's going on in his mind, the way he's trying to think, because he knows he has that tax problem. So he has heard that if you go out and buy a business, that will become a tax shelter for you. And even if that business loses money, loses money, it's okay, because those losses will offset your taxes that you pay. Now, right there, I got to stop you, and I got to, I got to, I got to throw the yellow flag. If we were playing football, I'd throw a yellow flag at you. Yeah, because that's a foul. Don't lose money. I don't care if if you're a high net worth individual and you go out and you buy a business and you buy that business specifically to lose money so that you can save money in your taxes. You're still losing money. Do you understand that? You're losing money. And here's here's the other problem with the business that he bought. Every asset that he buys is a depreciating asset. A depreciating asset loses value over time. Their worth decreases due to factors such as wear and tear, obsolescence, technical advancements, or changes in market preferences. Some, some, let me just give you some common examples of depreciating assets, shall we? Things like vehicles, electronic devices, machinery, most consumer goods. I mean, when you own a depreciating asset, its value will probably decline. And if you sell it later, you'll probably sell it for a lot less money than you paid for it. It's kind of like if you decide to go buy a boat. You decide you want to go buy a boat because, you know, you want to have a boat. So you buy a boat, and let's say that boat costs you $1,000. And then you drive around that boat for one summer, maybe one winter, and it becomes summer again. You decide, you know what? I don't like boating anymore. So what do you do? You sell the boat. But you don't sell it for $1,000 because that boat is a depreciating asset. It goes down in value over time. So maybe now it's only worth $850. So essentially, you've lost $150 in value on the asset. 
So what kind of asset can you buy that doesn't do that? Well, there is a collection of assets that are considered appreciating assets. These are assets that tend to increase in value over time. Their worth typically rises due to factors such as market demand, scarcity, inflation, or improvements that you make to the asset itself. So you want, you want to know what some examples of appreciating assets are? Well, you can always find them in real estate. You can, especially if you're looking in desirable locations or if you're looking in what could be undesirable locations. What am I getting at? Real estate tends to go up in value over time. Based on the research that we've done at Lifestyles Unlimited, we know that properties tend to double in value about every 20 years. Now, it's faster in some places. It's slower in other places. But that sweet spot is about 20 years. So what does that mean? It means if you buy an asset and it's worth $1,000, and let's say you hold it for 20 years, and you operate that asset over 20 years. Now, you've gotten to the 20-year mark. What's that asset worth? Because it was an appreciating asset, it has probably doubled in value. It's probably now worth $2,000. Now, if you factor in things like inflation and, and things like that, but do you understand that the asset did not go down in value? It did not go down in value. Now, what, what, other, what kind of other assets out there just don't go down in value? Can you think of any? I, well, I guess there's, there's some like real valuable artwork, you know, but that's, that's, a very, that's a very minute portion of all the artwork that's available, right? And just because you buy a piece of artwork doesn't necessarily mean the value is going to go up. And aren't you betting on the artist dying? Because isn't that one of those things that helps make the value go up? And what if you just buy a piece of art from some common artist that, you know, maybe took up painting and, and you paid $500 for one of their works? Do you think the value is going to go up? I don't know. It may go up. It may go down. I don't know. Now, super valuable artwork like, you know, a Van Gogh or a Renoir, you know, one of those artworks, those are probably going to go up in value because of their scarcity and the artists no longer live. Therefore, they can no longer produce the work. And ironically, the work itself is fragile. It's fragile. Over time, time doesn't do beneficial things to the artwork, right? So where do you find a lot of this artwork? Under glass. All right. Let's go back to the real estate side of things. Where, where can you find real estate that can go up in value and double every 20 years? It's real simple. All around you. In the type of real estate that we invest in, there's actually two types of appreciation working for us. Now, the first type of appreciation is the fact that real estate tends to double in value every 20 years. We call that natural appreciation. Now, there is this second type of appreciation that actually exists, but it doesn't exist in the single family space. Part of the reason for it is, is it has to do with how the assets are valued. Single family assets are valued one way. They, they use a competitive or a comparative market analysis and multifamily assets are valued completely differently. They, they are looked at from the income streams that they produce. And it is the value of that income stream that translates into the value of the property. So it allows us to do something called forced appreciation. We can take the appreciation up higher. The point I'm trying to make is we can do things faster than natural appreciation occurs. So instead of waiting 20 years to get 
our property to double in value, we can cause it to go up in value much quicker. First of all, the asset goes up in value. So if we decide that we're going to either dispose of the asset, in other words, sell it, or we're going to refinance the asset and pull money out, either, either way is a great way for us to realize the capital gains. And the capital gains come when we either refinance or we sell the asset. We get a big chunk of money. Now, when we do the sale, the income stream of the asset stops. You have to keep that in mind. So there's there's two things going on when we're owning real estate. There's the whole income stream channel, if you will. That's the income that comes in from the fact that your residents are paying you every month on time. And you get the appreciation channel, which is the ability to move the value of the asset up. So let's say you bought a multifamily apartment community for, let's throw out the million dollars. Let's say it's a million dollars. So you bought it for a million dollars. Let's say your goal is to double the value of that asset. Well, you could sit back and you could wait for natural appreciation to take charge, and it will. It will eventually force the value of your asset up. And if you're willing to wait 20 years to double the value of that asset, so be it. I don't think that's a good strategy for you. I'm just saying that you could do that. But in the multifamily space, we can do things to increase the income streams on the asset. By increasing the income stream on the asset, we will impact the value of the asset. And if we're looking to take that $1 million asset to a $2 million value, we can do that in a lot shorter time. It depends on the asset. It depends on the business plan. Okay. So the point I'm trying to make He's got the right idea. He knows he has a tax problem, but his problem is he chose the wrong business model to try and shelter. What he should be doing is he should be buying real estate. We could get him like out of oil and gas and replacing his $600,000 a year income pretty darn quick. We don't have to replace the entire $600,000. We only have to replace what he's actually taking home somewhere in the neighborhood of less than $400,000, right? Okay, so how do you buy real estate that produces $400,000 of income? You come to Lifestyles Unlimited, we teach you how to do that, then we turn you loose. You start buying assets, you start repositioning those assets, you start growing those assets. Trust me, this guy's got a brilliant mind. This my new friend, he's got a brilliant mind. He can do all of this stuff. He could start by buying one small apartment community, learning how to do the entire mechanics of the business, and he would make money doing so. The other thing is the income that he makes off of the real estate is going to be sheltered by all the depreciation that the real estate throws off. And any additional uh, tax shelter that he receives can be attributed to his ordinary income, according to IRS rules. Remember, I am not a tax accountant. I am not a tax attorney. Don't turn to me for taxation advice. So I would rather see him buy a real estate asset. I would, I would love to see him improve that asset. And I would love to see him make a lot of money off of that asset. And then I would love to see him go buy another asset and another asset and another asset. And all of these assets that he buys, he will be able to increase the value of these assets. He'll be able to step away from the oil and gas world. We, you know, we haven't even talked about the oil and gas world and the fact that he goes into kind of like the the void, if you will. All you guys in oil and gas, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're in the military, you've been deployed, it's the exact same thing. So 
Did I get a chance to talk to him about real estate? No, not, not too deep about real estate. And here's why. That, that's his world right now. What he needs to do is he needs to experience some uh-oh moments, like that time when something goes bad with the business, but he's not there and he can't affect it because he's in oil and gas land, right? That could happen. As we were hanging out with him over, over the weekend, we were all kind of looking at each other with the same common thought. Oh my goodness, we have to help him. The right vehicle for him is probably real estate. So we're going we're gonna to slowly introduce him to real estate. We're going to explain to him what we do, how we avoid taxation. And trust me, this guy's got a brilliant mind. I, I picked that up immediately. He's going to catch on to everything that we're talking about. And you know what his mind's going to say? How do I do that? And he will probably step away from that business that he just built, even though he's dropped a bunch of money into it. Remember, he dropped that money into that business because he decided it was okay to lose money in the business. I don't think it's okay to lose money in the business. He's okay if it makes money, but that's not his, that's not his primary factor. He's more interested in the tax shelter of that particular business. I'd rather see him in a business that's giving him the tax shelter as well as replacing his income. And real estate can do that for him. If you want to do what I'm doing, if you want to do what the 50,000 members of Lifestyles Unlimited are doing, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop, and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.